0: So, I want to talk about business relationships. Um, I think it's a pretty important topic. A lot of you might be saying, I thought this was a sports betting podcast. Try to be better bettors. What's relationships got to do with this? This isn't Dear Abby or Dear Spanky. And you're right to some extent, but to be honest, you know, you'll never get ahead in any business Especially in the sports betting business, uh, if you can't establish relationships. You could be the smartest guy and know everything about sports betting and be so sharp, but there's no shot you succeed if you don't have people around you uh, to collaborate on things, if you don't know how to be able to have places to bet into, to have betting partners, if you don't have a staff around you to build yourself up. And, um, you know, build a company out of it or whatever. You know, the, the lone wolves out there, there's not many successful lone wolves. There's always people, they're always surrounded by bright and talented people. And they always have relationships that that are able to help them get down. So that's, um, it's very important. You know, if you have the personality of a doorknob, you ain't going nowhere. Um, you got to be able to build relationships. Now, this is more so the professional level. So, you know, if you're just betting $10 a game, $100 a game, really doesn't matter. I'm, you know, again, this podcast is geared towards guys that are trying to break it to the next level, semi-pro, pro. I'm not really a beginner's type, you know, I try to help beginners out a little bit, but, again, this is just how I see myself, how I kind of came up in the business, and everything was based on building relationships. So, to try to break it down, there's so, so many different relationships, and I want to go over them, you know, the bookie, better relationship. Um, you know the better betting partners relationship and uh and other ones you know employee employer relationships if you ever decide to want to be able to either hire people or work for another company um this industry is you know booming right now and i'm sure you know i just got involved with you know with my guys luke chinese mike trying to interview people so i think that's important if i kind of talk about what we kind of look for in a candidate um but I'll get to that a little later. First off, I want to talk about the bookie better relationship. So when you get to a certain level, um, you know, you got to understand uh, as a customer, um, most likely you're not going to be wanted if you're good enough, right? The bookmaker's not going to want you. Even the sharpest bookmakers, guys that take on all action, they're you know, the, you know. They'll say they want you, but you know it's not like if you stop betting for that day or for that week, they're going to give a shit. They're going to be like, all right, great, you know what I mean? Um, they might have a policy, we're not going to kick out, but it's not like they're going to call you and say, hey, what happened? So, you kind of want to be able to keep it real from the get-go. You know, whenever, you know, I used to, when I was coming up in the business, I had this mindset of, you know what, let me just tell these guys that, hey, you know, I like to bet and I bet a lot of action. Never would be you know fully truthful, I never would lie you know, um, you know you don't want to lie, but I wouldn't advertise these truths in which I feel as if you know I'm gonna win um and I know it sounds crazy like what better signs up with a bookmaker that doesn't think they're gonna win um but i th- I, I found that you know for you know trying to collect after you win or to try to make the relationship not be sour after it ends to always be real um. So anytime, you know, for the few bookmakers that, that still book me directly today, um, I'm always real. They, they know that, listen, I believe I'm going to win in the long run. I'm, I'm going to always try to get the best price, and I'm up front, and um, there's no deception. There's none of that. You know, I'll tell them what I bet, what I like to bet, and where I have my edge, and the guys that say, no problem, bring it on, that's fine. Um... And again, there are few and four in between, but it's important to to be real up front. And it's important now, so why would a bookmaker then want to have you? Why would they want to take you on as a customer? You know, so you you have to be able to provide something. So the first thing in any relationship when I'm doing something is I'm always going to start off by saying, Hey, listen, what can I do for you? How can this relationship benefit you? Forget about benefiting me. Let's talk about how it's good for you. Because that's what people want to hear. Um, you know, as a better, always remember that, you know, if you're a sharp sports better, you need the bookmaker so much more than they need you. And This is something you have to always know. You have to never let your ego get the thing, or how could they do this to me? Sure, it hurts and stuff like that, but when you get down to reality, and surely, listen, I, I'm on Twitter, I'll advertise how these bookmakers throw me out and stuff like that, and I'm trying to expose them for the dressmakers that they are. But of course, when it bottoms down, when you know the common denominator is, I realize that I know this was going I know this is gonna happen. This is just a part of the, the, the landscape. So, to avoid it from happening, and there's some bookmakers that no matter what you do, they're gonna kick you out no matter what. But to avoid it from happening, you kind of want to explain and break it down, and tell them, Hey, listen, here's what I could do for you. Um... And then you could talk about, hey, listen, what they they could do, for, uh, what they could do for you, and then try to see if there's a synergy that's created, so that you know you both can benefit from the relationship. Um, and it's a hard sale, um, uh, you know. And again, it's it's very difficult because, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to take their money, they're trying to take yours. But the the, sh- the best bookmakers in the world understand that it's okay um, as long as what you take from them they can earn more so from you know the information you provide and very few bookmakers have that type of uh, thinking that long-term thinking um, the real bookmakers will do and you know they were a lot more prevalent 10 15 20 years ago when I was coming up in business uh, not so much today but I think it's important anybody out there always I would always just be honest and I would just listen I think I'm gonna win just that, that one line is I think I'm gonna win. Will just kind of set set the precedent, saying, okay, because most guys to say, of course, you're, you know, this guy. Everybody tells me they think they're gonna win, but when you see that, and you're, you know, you show. Listen, I'm genuine from the start, and it might like it might be, it might seem like bullshit, but it's not because I find that. Listen, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I really believe I'm gonna win, um, and take it for what it's worth. So, and. It, most, most people will just let that pass and they won't care um, and some people might say, you know what, you really believe that I'm going to take a pass, I don't want you to have an account I don't want to be your bookmaker which is fine too, you have to be able to accept that that could happen when you're being truthful the other relationships is betting partners so when you get good and bookmakers no longer book you you're going to have to rely on betting partners guys that help you get down, that give you accounts Um, you know, and, you know, my business is based on betting partners. 99% of all my accounts are betting partners, guys that get me accounts that I could bet with. Not domestic accounts, none of that, it's, you know, everything's offshore betting accounts. So, how, you know, what are my relationships with my betting partners? Anytime me or Chinese Mike talk to betting partners, um, we're always very honest. We're always going to say, listen, we're probably going to win, um, and we're definitely going to win in the long run. Um and most likely your your accounts going to get lost. You know, we're, you're going to get kicked out. So it's very important for you to be honest with the bookmaker or you or you to know that you're going to get paid from this bookmaker because none of this thing works if you don't get paid because if we're on a 50-50 relationship, uh, we want to make sure we split these profits. It doesn't nothing's going to everyone's going to be sour if uh, the bookmaker doesn't pay you. So I'm always honest with that, and then I let the betting partner handle the tough part of dealing with the bookmaker, um, you know, but but I'm very honest, and will, I always try to help them out on what to say or what not, but I always, it's always being truthful, you know, there, there's one thing to, to be truthful, and there's one thing to hold back advertising the truth, you know, the betting partner is not going to go to the bookmaker and say, hey, Spanky is the one controlling all these accounts and betting, no, that's advertising unnecessary truths, nobody needs to do that. Um, but you never want to lie, you just don't have to advertise truths. And, um, and that's a key thing, you know, that, that's, it's, 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 you just want to be in, and you want to say, listen, I, I'm part of a team, or I have a team of guys, you could say whatever you want, um, to try to make it so that you're able to last long, but at the same time, know that it's always going to end soon, sooner than later. So we're very honest with our betting partners when it comes to that. And I advise anybody, again, I'm... I've I've tried all these different types of relationships. I've tried different avenues, and I you know it just comes back to the basics. When I was a kid, honesty is the best policy. Let's talk about employees, um, jobs, trying to build a relationship as a as an employee, as an employee hiring people or trying to work for somebody. Let's first talk as an employee. This you know I'm hiring people. So we just, you know, I've, with respect to interviews, I've probably conducted over a thousand interviews in my lifetime, uh, maybe even more to be honest. But I've done a lot. I've interviewed a lot of people, whether you know, on the phone, in person, uh, virtual. I've done a lot of interviews, and um, it's it's just it's I just know you kind of get this innate ability after doing so many of these what the red flags are um, so that you know and, and I kinda want to point those out and uh, and kind of share them with guys who are looking to hire people first thing I always do when I'm hiring anybody is I always give them some type of an assessment because despite my I believe my you know super ability to be able to detect bullshit um, taking some type of an assessment will be able to just verify whatever's on the resume or whatever skills that they have so if it's a computer programmer I'm going or coding I'm going to give them a coding assessment if it's some type of an admin or a trader or anything like that I might give them a sports betting thinking assessment or a personality test there's something that they're going to be taking that's going to give me an you know just a a, a, a a snapshot of where they stand either you know mentally personality wise Etc. 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 This is this to me. I real. I I find that it just it really helps, um, and it kind of weeds out. I'm never ever gonna hire somebody based on the results of the personality assessment or the coding assessment. Um, I'll never. That won't be why I'm hiring them. But failure of these assessments for me, it would be a disqualification. So it's the reason why, and I realize, every time I've, in the past, I've done these assessments, and I really fell in love with the guy, or I fell in love with the girl, and I'm like, oh, they're so solid. I and Then, you know, three months down the line, six months on the line, you kind of realize, ah, shit, you know what I mean? I should have just listened to the assessment. I should have just followed it. So these assessments, to me, I've learned to trust, um kind of I have some of my own that I've built, some third-party ones and whatnot. But, um, but these assessments are, are, are big, and it's, it's, I, I find it to be very, very useful to be able to just keep them in contention. Okay, after the assessment then becomes, you know, the interview process. And, um, you know, the things I look for in an interview is the most important thing. For me, and I know it sounds crazy, is is you know authenticity. If somebody's real, um, if I can trust them, because listen, if 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 you've gone to the interview um, with me or my staff, your resume already spoke one you know, spoke speaks volumes. You obviously have the right credentials. Um, it just comes down to the personality, you know, and 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 is are you being honest? um you know because let's face it you know the level of uh, intelligence there's so many smart guys out there um but getting the smartest guy is not always the, the the right answer because the smartest guy might be a jackass might be a jerk might be somebody that doesn't get along with people might not be a team player etc 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 and then it, you know it could be a virus on the team and it could hurt the team so Always getting the smartest guys that you want to get the one that's gonna blend in the best with your team. Um, so authentic so so how do I could tell if somebody's being authentic or not? Um, so I've interviewed so many people from the business now, like the industry, guys that have worked for bookmakers. You know, me living in New Jersey, guys interview for positions, there's guys that work for BetMGM, for DraftKings, FanDuel. You name them. You know, all the major companies, they come and want to work for Spanky. And um, and that's fine. You know, so, so when, I, when I talk to these guys, you know, let's just say it's an entry-level trader position. You know, guys will come in and they'll talk about their handicapping abilities and shit like that. And they'll start saying, yeah, you know, I'm a pretty good handicapper. Now, right when somebody says something like that to me, it's just like, there's no shot, you know, we're going to continue. There's no shot I'm going to hire you why this is an entry level position okay if you're telling the truth that you're a pretty good handicapper then you're overqualified so you know uh, you know to be a pretty good handicapper is, is very hard to do and if you're pretty good at this it means you could probably make money doing this so why do you need to work for me uh, you know i don't need that um so most of the time that's just a, just a disqualification and if you're not a pretty good handicapper, that means you're a bullshitter. You're lying. So it's just one of those things in which, you know, you kind of want to see if if, if if everything's coming across of, of, you know, are you being real with me? Now, listen, to be a pretty good handicapper in this game, to be somebody that's good with, you know, to handicap a sport and be able to beat it long term is very, very difficult to do. Very difficult. Um... I personally know some of the best handicappers in the world, um, or I deal with these guys uh, with several several groups. And believe me when I tell you, some you know 26-year-old kid um, that's that's you know worked at a sportsbook for a year. When he comes in saying I'm a pretty good handicapper, you believe your own hype. Most likely, you know again I could be wrong, but you know as a gambler I'm going to play the odds and I'm going to just take a pass. So I think it's important to not come in, you know, trying to over impress. Be real. Again, it always comes back down to being real. Don't try to say things, you know, if you you know, just because you think that we're looking to hire other winning gamblers. On the contrary, um, we're not. We're. It's not about hiring winning gamblers. It's about, you know, if you understand some of the gambling concepts, great. But, you know, winning gamblers. That are really winning are not looking for jobs uh, for the most part. So be real um, and and be authentic, and I think that's so important. Um, and and you know so many you know this industry when it comes to jobs is such a crazy business. It's such a crazy industry because you go to any industry, uh, you know, tech, you know, where you get coders, okay. You got, you know, your Indian, Chinese guys. You know, it's flooded with that, and you know, there's all different type of races, but they're the ones, the majority of them, and they're just regular guys. just Want a job? Pop, 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 pop. They code. That's great. Um, engineer. Same thing. Whatever. No matter what industry it is, you have regular people, in my opinion. But when I see this industry, this sports betting industry, man, it's like everybody, like, like there's like a degenerate. It's, it's, it's like for you to be in this business or want to work in this business. More light, more often than any other business, you have a degenerate streak in you. You're either a former losing gambler or a guy that just wants the action or the guy that likes to bet and that thinks that, hey, listen, if I work for this bookmaker or if I work for Spanky or another sports betting operation, um, I'm going to become sharper and I'm going to be able to... to um, you know, rule the world and people will fear me. All book, me. you know what I mean. Whatever it is, I don't know what what, what the motivation is, but if you're coming in like that, um, that's not what we're looking for. You know, we don't. Um, you know, it, it's because you already have that bad seed planted in you. Um, and and that's a hard seat to take out of so it's funny because we've interviewed so many people and we realize that the best candidates to hire are people that don't even know about sports betting or that really didn't really bet much in their life because that degenerate seed isn't planted in them um, and, and, and I know it sounds you know contrary to like uh, you know uh Logical belief, you think, hey, why would you hire somebody that's not in the industry? But I find it like when you hire people from outside, that as long as they could think right and they could think clearly and logically, you know, piece together pieces of a puzzle. That's all you need. Then they can. They're kind of like from the outside looking in. Um, And don't get me wrong. Listen, some people look at it different. Some people want to only hire people from the inside, which is fine. Um, from the inside the industry or guys that have experience when it comes to like an entry level position, entry level traders, which was kind of what we were just looking at recently, it it's tough to hire from within guys that just know so much about the business. It's tough because you you know, it, we find that degenerate disqualification factor, um, to be so prevalent in the business. And um, and it's a shame because there's a lot of guys that You know, we've interviewed really nice guys, you know, seem as if they have a good head on their shoulders, but I think they just can't, you know, one of the uh, the conditions that we have when we hire people, which is, you you know, is, listen, if you come and work for this company, you know, your personal betting, we don't want to know about it. it We're not interested in personal betting. You can't personally bet anymore. Your bets are for the company. Um, and some people just can't handle that. Like, oh, no, I can't stop betting. Um, why is that? You know, the reason, of course, being is we have information that, you know, uh, LeBron James is out and we're betting, you know, Golden State against the Lakers and, um... You know, we have to get down for the business as much as possible. The last thing I need is one of my traders, you know, going on their phone trying to get down as 100, 200 bucks on Golden State when we're over here trying to bet you know hundreds of thousands on that shit. So it's just like you know, and we and we tell them that you know you got to forget about personally betting at all. And um, for guys that are outside the industry that are not in the industry, they don't even have personal betting accounts to begin with, so it's perfect. Um, But guys that are in it. You know, there's one guy that says, no, man, I don't think I could ever give it up. And I'm like, well, all right, no problem. Man. You know, good luck. You, know, you won't be working here. Um, and that's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for people to let go of that. So, you know, I think, you know, to want to be able to, uh, at least for my firm, for my, for my company, you know, we we have a lot of different requirements and stuff but we it's all about being real there's there's and there's certain other flags another interview question i always ask always ask for any job i'm interviewing uh, i'm interviewing someone for is you know describe a recent time where you uttered the words i was wrong and um and again that's a question that won't get you the job but if you can't answer that question it's an automatic dq and there are guys that I swear to you, I've waited five, seven, eight minutes waiting for an answer. And they would just say, oh, I just can't think of one, something right now. I just can't think of You can't think of it. The recent time where you said I was wrong. Um, and it's a question that hits somebody right over the head because... You know, most of these guys listen, they have these interview books. They've they know all the answers, you know, yeah, what are your three weaknesses or what are your strengths and you know, they have all these you know, and it's all the same cookie cutter answers. Ah, oh, my weaknesses I'm you know I'm so specific, or I'm, I pay too much attention to detail. You know, it's all these weaknesses that are disguised. As, you know, that that disguises weaknesses, but they're really strengths a lot of times. So you kind of know all these cookie cutter answers. You just see. You know, I've done these so many times, so you kind of know. But when I asked them that question about describe a, a time we said uttered the words, I was wrong so many people i can't can tell you how many guys that i loved and i was kind of pulling for them to answer this question right to just be able to just say you know be genuine say you know and and they just couldn't do it and it sucked because to me i i've learned that's an auto d q because if you can't admit you're wrong if you can't you know say that hey listen i was wrong doing this or you can't be humble enough then you can't learn you know, you're, you're kind of closed minded in a sense, or you're, you're kind of too proud, or whatever the hell it is. The personality defect is just going to stop you from growing. Um, and, and 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 this is my opinion. Listen, everything. This is what I. I'm just telling you the stuff that I've seen that, that I use. Um, and uh, somebody out there that's probably interviewed a lot more than me might disagree with me. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm just telling you the experience that I have in interviewing people. So, that's an automatic uh, disqualification. Um, Chinese Mike would always want to ask a question, which is, I think it's an an illegal question. We're not supposed to ask it. But sometimes Chinese Mike sneaks it in there and he'll ask people for their credit score and chat, Which is completely wrong. There's no way we're supposed to ask that question. And I think I told Mike, we can't ask that. But, you know. Because Chinese Mike is has the kind of he's the guy that has a perfect credit score, and he's you know he's 100% honorable, just like so. You know, if, if you don't pay your bills on time, if you are if 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 you're late, then how are you an honorable person? And how can we trust you? It's a great question, um, but we just can't ask it. But um, Mike sometimes finds a way to kind of you know, like in passing, hey, you got a pretty good credit score, and sometimes you know you'll see what they say. But it's. Um, but that's another big question that I love. I wish I could just ask it, but I, th- I don't think we're legally uh, uh, able to. But again, these are things we're looking for. We're looking for responsible individuals, guys that do the right thing naturally. Um, and, um, and and I, I think that that's what, you know, um, what we want. Another thing now, like let's just say if I was going to interview and if I was trying to get hired, um, what would I, What you know, like the converse of being the uh the employer, be the employee or the candidate, the potential employee. What would I do? You know, to stand out again, I look at resumes all the time and shit. And the first thing I'm looking for at the resume, believe it or not, is I go right to the bottom. Is um if it's an entry level, I'll look at a GPA. If I see a GPA missing, that's already like, oh shit, why are you not putting your GPA? If it's an entry level, some guy out of college. But I look at the bottom. I look at the interests, and I think that's just something I gravitate towards because everything else is more or less the same shit. But the interests are like, okay, what is this person into? Something interesting, and then you know, just you, you see what they what they um, what they're interested in. Um, when we interviewed Luke, um, he was interested in trading sports cards, um, you know, uh, 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 baseball cards. Um, and I thought that was super cool, that was interesting. And, you know, it just, we kind of gravitated towards that. So, we, we, you know, we're looking for some interesting hobbies, some interesting things. You want to be able to shine, be different from other people. Um, and you want to be confident, but not cocky. And you got to walk that, that's a fine line to walk. You want to show you have skills, but also show humble and humility, and say, listen, I want to learn. Um, you want to s- provide what you can offer, but you also want to say, listen, here's, I want to be able to soak in as much information. So there's, it's like it's one of those things to enter. You know, you don't, you know, you don't want to be a know-it-all. You don't want to act like you know you're the best. Nobody wants to work with a guy like that. Um, so the advice I'd give to anybody, whether you're interviewing for a bookmaker or better. Be real and, and be authentic and also, um, you know, admit, you know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. It's okay. Um, you know, it's okay to admit that, you, you know, you were wrong on things. That's okay. Nobody's perfect. Uh, you know, if, if you say that you're perfect, then you'll be judged. But if you say that you're not perfect, who's going to judge you for that? Nobody, because nobody's perfect. So I think that it's so important to look for, to be vulnerable, to be just a real person that people want to hang out with. I think that's, again, we work 70, 80 hours a week, right, you know, during the busy season. So if we're all together, you know, we, when we might go out to have a beer, go out for dinner after work sometimes. We want to be able to do that with people we like. Um, this is a like a fraternity type thing. And I'm sure in the bookmaking field, you know, it's a fraternity. You know, you want to bring on people that you like. And, um, and, and don't get me wrong, you're not just because you like him and if he's a complete dummy, no. But, you know, you want to bring on smart, likable people. Um, and both are very important. Smart and unlikable is a no-go. Likeable and a dummy is a no-go. You want get, to get the best of both worlds. And, um, and most people, you know, if if you're going to reach the phone interview stage or the in-person interview stage, most likely we kind of know you're smart. We're going to give you an assessment or something or other, but it's all about likability. And, and again, after doing these for so long, interviewing so many people, likability is very very important. Um, you want and in all that facets of this business, you know how great is it that your bookmaker likes you. Like, that's pretty cool, you know, To or your betting partners like, like you. Or, you know, you, you want to have people just like you, be a likable person. Um, and there's no training. There's no book on how to... Be, maybe there are. I think there are definitely books on how to be likable. I don't know. Um, but if there are, then, you know, definitely read those books. Because um, I found that, you know, there is... There's, deals that I've made in my career that I'm sure I've made those deals not because the counterparty uh, benefited greatly because of those deals matter of fact there are deals that I've made in which the counterparty actually would take a loss um, just to, to be nice to me and do me a favor um, and and, and the only reason, obviously, being is because they like me. Um, and and that's it. Like, I don't, you know, something along the way in a relationship um, made them like me. And, listen, it's appreciative. Like, I, I, I you know, and, and there's guys in which I do favors for and I have business dealings with that I don't earn a penny. And to some extent, I lose even doing business with these guys. But... Why do I do it? Because I like them. Uh, so it just works both ways. I'm on the receiving end of being liked, and there are guys on the receiving end if I like them. And it's, it has nothing to do with business. Uh, it's not all about dollars and cents. That's the one thing, and especially in this industry. It might be in other industries, but in this industry, everything doesn't boil down to dollars and cents. This is an internal, fraternal Business where if you like somebody and you want to earn with them, and you could earn less with them than earning more with somebody you don't like, I'm the person that will always earn less with somebody I like. Always, you know. At least at this point in my career, you know, um, people might be different. It's all about the money. Not for me. I'm 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 at the point in which I could I have taken passes on very lucrative deals um, where I just didn't like the guy and I might not have trusted him or I just, you know, I just don't want to do business with him. The guy's an asshole. Um, So, you know, I think being likable goes a long way, being real, being honest. And um, anybody out there that's trying to, you know, get better in their sports betting career or trying to land a job somewhere, I hope some of this advice kind of helps and um, I wish everybody luck out there. The business is exploding. And um, don't let no deter you. Like, that's very important. There are so many times I've been told no. So many times. I would try to get bookmakers to book my bets and they'd say, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. you know, or no, fuck you, no, fuck you. Know I mean, that's not just thank you. So, you know, it's um, it's just part of it. And I'm sure if you guys look for jobs, you know you're trying to land a job or somewhere they might you might get you know no no no, don't stop don't let that stop you because, you know listen, you, odds are you're going to get told no, um, for one position right if it's you know they're interviewing a thousand people they're trying to fill in let's just say two three positions, you're 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 a dog, but you can't stop you can't don't quit, just keep trying don't let no because. You know, 99 no's, if you get that one yes, it's great. And uh, I've never let no stop me. It just motivates me even more um, to try to be the best I could be. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.